From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 191 for the week of September 12, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this week's show, we continue our Disneyland 101 series by touring Disney California Adventure, and special guest Stephen Lim tells us about his experience at last week's Dapper Day. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard Story of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Howdy. Hey there, hi there, hey. Mr. Ahoy, Patel is, oh, nice. Mr. <laughs> is off today because we are recording on his birthday. You know how that goes. So happy yeah, birthday! Yeah, he him. had a birthday like ha- that. Happy, happy bl- birthday, Tony! Happy late, belated birthday to Mrs. Johnson back over there. Thank you. And happy birthday tomorrow. Actually, three days before whatever. Um, Wayne Toyo is also celebrating a birthday, so we'll send birthday wishes to him. Happy birthday, Wayne! Yay. Birthday, Wayne! So, um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, anybody have any housekeeping? Ooh, I have a couple. Okay, well, you sneak one in, then I'll have three or four, and then you can have another. <laughs> All right. Um, well, as as a follow-up, um, you know, I did the, the podcast segment regarding Susan Disney Lord and her yes. restaurant, the Bel Air Barn Grill. They're having a contest where... Um, if you go to their Facebook page and enter the contest, you could win a dinner for four, which is really nice. So I wanted yeah. to give a plug for those local and for people who are coming to the L.A. area to to get to have dinner over there. Cool. Enter the mm-hmm. contest. Um, okay, my turn, I guess. Then. All right. Or did, or did you want to do your other one? Well, you said I could do one, and then you were going to do yours, and then I could okay. do another one. Uh, just want to mention, <laughs> mention that plans have been finalized for Dizapalooza 2013. That's a party uh, created by the Disboards out in Hollywood Studios this year. Uh, they're closing down Hollywood Studios, and then we have a party from 9.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And Pixar Place uh, have access to Toy Story Mania. Uh, that is going to be on December 6th of this year. Uh, there is a cost associated with it. It's $59.99 for adults, $39.99 for kids 12 and under. Um, if you're interested, I will put a link in the show notes. But I, I, I didn't make it to the Toy Story one. Did you? A couple of you were there, right? I think if I think if nobody's gone before, they should really try because those are those events are a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and you get to watch a live podcast too. Yeah, that'll yeah. be later in the weekend, the, the live podcast. Um, I think they're limiting it to the first 700 people, so if you want to party with 700 other Dizzers, go ahead and check out that information on the, on the, it's either over on the podcast boards or I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes page. Also announced this week, or last week actually, a podcast cruise 5.0. Um, if you're interested in that, I'll put a link in the show notes. That's way out for another year, uh, November 30th of 2014. It's a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on the Disney Magic, the newly renovated Disney Magic. It's actually in dry dock right as we speak. Um, and the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel has locked in pricing for the next 
by the time this podcast goes up for the next week. So if you're interested, uh, check that out also. I will put a link in the show notes. And those are always fun. Oh, yeah. They My are. wife and I signed up. There was, oh, there we go. And, yeah, they'll have the, the entire, uh, Orlando podcast team will be on board and Michael. Um, we're still, <laughs> we're still making plans to see if anyone else are, is going to be on board, but they always have something extra, a speaker or entertainment or something like that, so. Yeah, it's always a good time. And, and you, like I time. said, you always meet fellow Dizzers. And in fact, I bet our Disneylanders, maybe Michael could host a Disney on board. Oh, now there's pressure. Yeah. That would oh. be fun. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Mary Jo, did you have another? I did. Okay. I, I want to tell um, people, take advantage of the limited time magic when you do go to the Disneyland um, Resort. I went last weekend, and they had this thing in Golden Horseshoe where it was an interactive event. They had the good guys and the bad guys. You had the sheriffs of Frontierland, then you had the bad guys of, I'll say Rainbow Ridge. I forgot what it was. <laughs> and you went in, and, and you would be recruited by either side, and you would earn gold nuggets. And with these gold nuggets, you could buy property. And they had a big map of Frontierland. And you could buy property, and you either um, bought it for the good guys or the bad guys. And it went from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you could just go in there and eat and take part or just watch or whatever. And it was no set time for it. And I ended up going in there. I had... I had fun playing there. I, I went on the good guy side, of course, and um, I got a bandana for telling a brave story and and um, bought some stuff and um, ran into uh, some some Diz, Diz friends, Trudy and her daughter Sarah, and we, we just really enjoyed it. So I'm just saying, if you hear about the limited time magic or stop at City Hall and find out what's going on, a lot of kids were telling their parents how much fun they were having. You could drink shots of, uh, it was lemonade, but they were, they called it, you know, their Frontierland water. And, and the kids were getting a little, uh, homemade ice cream scoops for free in this. So it was, yeah, it was just, it was more fun than what I thought it was going to be. I also heard that they were going to, um, they were testing it to see if this is something they'd want to bring back at another time. So stay cool. tuned for that. And then, um, my last housekeeping is Friday the 13th when they have the villain, uh, the big, the villains coming out. We're going to be having a Disney. So stay tuned to the Disneyland forum. Um, there's a thread there, uh, saying who is going to the Friday the 13th celebration and we'll be talking on that thread and setting up a Disney for everybody there. Also, if you're, um, interested in, if you're not able to make it and you're still interested in seeing what's going on, make sure you subscribe to the Diz on Livestream because there will be live reports from both Disneyland and from Disney Hollywood Studios that night giving you a glimpse into what's happening, so. Ooh, fun. Oh yeah, always fun. Maybe you'll see Mary Jo dancing or something. <laughs> no, they don't want to <laughs> see that. Always they always dance. Don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one more housekeeping for me. Um, you know, since Wayne left a couple months ago, and you know, we've had lots of people traveling, which is awesome, but it seems like sometimes we're a little short on the podcast. So if any of our listeners out there think they have something that they could add to the podcast, a different point of view, or they could review something that we haven't talked about, 
email me, tom at wdwinfo.com, and maybe we can get you on the air. Like Stephen. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, any other housekeeping? And what? Oh, and John. Uh, and John. Well, no, John was, John was, that was a, that was something different entirely. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, don't forget chat night, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. on the Disboards. Uh, chat with your fellow Disneyland fans. Um, also, if you want to get a hold of us as a team, that's dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. If you want links to anything we talk about on our show or links to previous shows, that's disunplug.com. Any other housekeeping? I have a couple. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, well, I was going to see. It, it seemed, seemed like we were done too soon. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. I, anyway, I reported a few weeks ago that the Walt Disney Family Museum had appointed an interim director, right. um, Kristen Komorowski. Well, she is now the has been appointed the executive director. And so she's um, she has a lot of experience um, for both for-profit and non-profit institutions, so she will um, be sharing her vision for the museum. Um, nobody knows who she is, so <laughs> we're looking forward to um, seeing what direction she'll take the museum in. Good, good. Anyway, and um, I, I, while I was gone, I heard Mary Jo talk about the um, Anaheim Halloween Parade. Uh-huh. And yes. In the D23 magazine, there is a nice article about it by Kevin Kidney. Um, a real nice, um, historical, you know, article with some great old photos and all that talking about, um, Disney's participation in the parade starting in 1953. So, um, cool. folks who get that magazine might be interested in that. And then, um, I just got back from Diz Cruise 1.0 not long ago and had a great time. So, um, how did know. that compare with the uh, with our Disney cruises that we've gone on? If you could, our podcast cruises, yeah, yeah, the Disney podcast cruises. Low low key, right? It was very low key. Um, the you know because there were only about eighty people total, um, you know, oh. going. So you got uh, you know you really got to know everybody well. There were a lot of opportunities to visit. Um, you know, we started out with an ice cream social. Where we all met with each other, that was really neat. Um, we had, uh, you know, there weren't too many um, Diz gatherings, but the thing is, I think I saw more people than I and had more interactions and get-togethers than I do on the podcast cruises. Um, just because I think part of it is just because the way the ship was laid out. Um, the, 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 I mean, this ship is enormous. First of all, it's really different from Royal Caribbean. is very different from Disney Cruise Lines. Um, you know, Royal Caribbean is more mass market. Disney Cruise Line is, you know, family premium. Um, so, you know, when we, you know, Disney Cruise Lines, when we get on board, you, uh, you know, you're greeted, your name is announced, you're escorted sort of to your cabin. We got on board. There's no atrium. Um, you know, Aces of the Seas is the largest, you know, um, cruise ship right. in the world right now when you step on board you're in what they call the royal promenade and it really feels like a shopping mall in in a way there's it's clubs restaurants um lounges you know all kinds of things in there and and you step in and it's just you just you're on your own um, when you're in there. So we had to ask how to get to our room. You know, you, you're there's folks walking around with little signs talking about their you know 
dining and wine packages and their soda packages and water packages. So a very different feel when you first get on the ship. But the neat thing about the Royal Promenade is that if you hang out there long enough, you're going to see people you know. And so that was neat. It, it was it was a great gathering spot, um, you know, just just to catch up with people. So that was neat. We also had a uh, um, a bingo that was a fundraiser for Give Kids the World, and there were some pretty cool prizes. Um, Dreams Unlimited gave out some shipboard credit for oh. the winners. Um, you also could win an iPad Mini. And then the top prize was a seven-day, I think, vacation in a moderate resort at Disney World with uh, with the tickets, included the tickets, and it included um, the dining, free dining. And two people won. Um, they just happened to get the same last number. And so um, Pete and John gave each of them a trip. So, I mean, yeah, it was really nice, really generous. So I think they raised about sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars for Give Kids the World and the Bingo. And then, uh, and then they rented out. One of the things about the, the ship is that definitely, you know, it's a little cheaper to get on board, you know, to, to book your room and all that, but there's plenty of opportunities to, (laughs) um, to spend more. The food in the dining room was great, and in a lot of ways, I thought it was better than Disney. And um, Pete and I, Pete and I sort of went back and forth on it. But I thought, well, Pete, you always eat in Paulos and Remy's, you know. I mean, I don't know how often he eats in the main dining room right. of the Disney ships, but I thought it, I thought it was better. But um, one, there's a lot of signature dining rooms where you know it, it ranges anywhere from maybe twenty dollars a person um, up to forty, or chef's tables I think like eighty five dollars a person. Um, so there's one that's called Giovanni's and it's an Italian restaurant, and uh, Dreams Unlimited um, bought it out for one whole night, and we were all guests of you know. Dreams Unlimited Travel. The only thing they didn't cover was alcohol, but they paid for everybody's dinner. And at, we, they had to stagger it a little because the kitchen couldn't handle everybody coming at once. The only way they could, even though there was enough seats, but the only way they could handle um, everyone coming at once was if they had a fixed menu. But when John saw what the fixed menu would be, it didn't have his favorite items on it. So he said, is, and he, he knew these were items everybody would like. And so he said no. So we had three staggered times, but you could just hang out. We were in the first seating, if you want to call it that. But we just hung out the rest of the time and visited with people. And, you know, there was plenty of room. There was no problem doing that. And a number of people did that. So I thought that was a really nice gesture, you know, a really nice thing for them to do. And we had gifts in our room from Dreams Unlimited almost every night. You know, there was wow. champagne. Yeah, there was champagne waiting for us. We got a really nice Royal Caribbean um, towel. We got uh, some um, chocolates, uh, like truffles, and then we got uh, cupcakes and all that. And there's just, you know, there's a lot of other restaurants where it's free to eat in. And then um, in other than the main dining room, and there's also other, um, the, there's the ones you can pay for. I thought that you could order a little more from room service than you could on the Disney ships. Mm. 
also, if you wanted to eat really, really late at night, you could you could. There was a place to eat, whereas, you know, the Disney ship restaurants tend to close up a bit early. Right. Where where you only have room Pizza. service. Yeah. And so there was a lot more dining opportunities, but the entertainment was incredible. There was something for everybody. There were multiple entertainment venues um, constantly open, all kinds of different shows. There was, uh, you know, they did a Broadway version of Hairspray, and, and, and it was a little shorter. They did cut out one of the storylines uh, between the father and the woman that headed the the, the television network, if anybody who's seen it, that storyline was cut. It didn't affect the quality of the show at all. Um, but they had an aqua show, the gymnastics show. They had several um, com- comedians. They had, um, they, they had uh, you know, uh, all kinds of music shows. They had a lot of different lounges where they had any kind of music you wanted. If you like 70s music, 80s music, country, jazz, um, more, more modern music, classical music, um, it was all there for you. So the, uh, the oh, and then trivia, uh, our little trivia team, we won four times. So we have <laughs> all kinds of lovely Royal Caribbean logo um, items. And there was just so much to do. Uh, there's zip line. There's ice skating. There's an ice skating show too. Uh, there's rock climbing. So even you know, like I, I'd said on, if you heard the um, podcast show, that I talked about how when our kids outgrew the teen club on on the cruise line we used to take them on, um, they got really bored. There was nothing for them to do. And um, if we had gone on a ship like this, uh, they would never have been bored board there wow. is so much there's something for everybody on Royal Caribbean and we started out sort of not liking it but um, as every day got better I mean we really enjoyed it the, the, probably the only real flaw in it is that communication isn't really great on the ship um, it's everything's tribal knowledge I mean thank goodness we were cruising with folks that had been on Royal Caribbean before because like for instance we got the soda package because soda is they even charge you in the dining room with your meals for soda and, and that's so, not uncommon regular lunch you're right yeah it, uh, Disney's one of the few that you know doesn't charge and so you get little RFID mugs which you know the Disney worlders know so well and but they don't explain to you how it works at all they don't tell you where to go with these little buggers or anything. Well, they have. Remember that those Coke machines they had at the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, where you could flavor had all the Coke products oh. and you could flavor them. They have yeah. those on the ship, and that's what you use these mugs for. And then, um, and then you can just show your card. Your it's called C Pass, and they just it's like your keys to the World Card, and you just and it has a little Coke logo if you buy the the soda package. You can just get a drink anywhere. But um, they don't explain to you how that works. There's a lot of little things they didn't explain. But um, otherwise, we really enjoyed it. It was a very different experience. And the neat thing is, is at the end of the cruise, they said that, um, John said, they would be doing more cruises like this in between the big podcast cruises, that they would be doing more of these smaller Diz cruises. And that they might be doing them from out of other ports, other itineraries. Um, they've been talking about doing an Alaska one, 
which hmm. would be really nice yeah. for us out here on the West Coast. Yeah, it would. So, so I really, you know, I really recommend, you know, folks go to it. It's a very different shipboard experience but, than Disney, but um, it, it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. Any other housekeeping? All right, let's go to the news. Employees at Disneyland will have a new parking lot in their near future. Word is that Disneyland has purchased the 11-acre site that the current Anaheim RV Village sits on, and they plan to turn it into a 1,400 parking lot, 1,400 space parking lot for their employees. The site is located at the intersection of Harbor Boulevard and Ball Road. Uh, due to all the expansion, Disneyland employees currently have to park off-site in a remote lot and take a shuttle into the resort. And when the parks are busy during busier times, they may even have to park as far away as Angel Stadium. While the new lot is still off-site, it is much closer than the current location. That's kind of interesting because that now that there's they're actually finding people that will actually sell property to them. Yeah. Um, of course, this is one of the RV villages that Mary Jo reviewed and was one of her favorites too, which is yeah, really sad. it was one of my top two and. The closest one to um, right. those people could just walk to Disneyland from there. So I think right. it's going to have a huge impact to people who um, visit oh. driving their RVs. Yeah. And also for the uh, snowbirds who come down, I think. I, I think that's the one of the ones that replaced the RV parks that used to be where the Mickey and Friends parking structure is now. Remember, right. there used to be a yeah, KOA yeah. and there used to be a, a big RV park. Mm-hmm. Well... When those people were displaced, they ended up at um, this one. Now they're going to be displaced. That's on again. ball, and now they're going to be displaced again. The fourteen hundred so spaces—that's not really that many, is it? It was huge. It was the largest one that I saw. There's another one that I hope that the no, people no, I mean, go. No, I'm talking about the number of parking spaces that it's going to provide. It's only oh. one thousand four hundred. There's got to be way more than that number of employees every day, right? Well, and I would think that they would want to, to um, make a parking structure for the employees rather than just park yeah. in, the, in the lots. That doesn't make too much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, they they're gonna dis- maybe they'll displace into the parking lot for a while while they take the old one and build it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. Until we see the, until we see the, the finished product, we won't know for sure, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially since it's... Just cast member. Anyway. Alright, and our next story. During the flag retreat ceremony at Disneyland Park recently, the Disneyland Resort honored retired Marine Colonel J.R. Vargas, who had received the Medal of Honor from President Nixon in 1970 for his actions during the Vietnam War. The Medal of Honor is the highest military honor a service member can achieve in the U.S. Armed Forces. Vargas and his family drove down Main Street on the fire engine before being led by the Disneyland Band into Town Square where the colors were retired in honor of all members of the military. Vargas and his wife Dottie spent their honeymoon at the Disneyland Resort and were there in Anaheim celebrating their 50th anniversary. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. I know. I had to to throw in a fluff piece. Because it's always (laughs) bad news. Tony Tony always has bad news. It's good fluff. That's a good fluff piece. Yeah. Well, especially uh, yeah. since it's one of our favorite things to talk about. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly. One of our favorite things. And, and, you know, it's nice that this guy's coming back after 50 years. To, well, I'm sure they 
maybe they were the Disney Island between now, then and now, but nice that they're celebrating their 50th at Disneyland. Hope they give them a button or something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, some, maybe something more than a button. But well, you know. I think I think being recognized there is just really a nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right, and that is the news. Time for rapid fire. Let's go with Mary Jo. Well, you know we have a lot of Halloween events coming up as we've been talking about them, and over in California Adventure, the Mad Tea Party is going to be putting their own spin on Halloween. Um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum will welcome everybody to the Dead Man's Party, which will be filled with Halloween um, imagery, and they'll have a whole new look for the band to a monster mashup for the hottest deck in town. And, um, of, of course, they'll be having the Halloween music to go with there. And How many times can you really listen to Monster Mash? I don't know. <laughs> just, well, I'm sure they'll have a, a lot more. You know, the, <laughs> the band that plays there is really good. Yeah. They are. And, yeah. And so they're going to be, um, they start September 13th, and they're going to continue every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night through the month of October. So if you check the entertainment schedule for California Adventure, you'll see the specific dates and times. Usually, yeah, it usually starts at 6 o'clock in the evening. Goes till well, especially six, now six or seven. Gonna, it's going to be getting close. darker faster. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think, it, you know how they get that fog that comes in? It's going to be kind of a spooky spooky vibe to it. So that's going to be really cool for the teens, and the, especially after people have been pounding down those drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really spooky. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, Michael? Well, continuing the, the Halloween events at California Adventure, because, you know, we just celebrated Labor Day, so it's Halloween. It's Halloween time. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can, you know, you we mean all it's look... Christmas yet? Yeah, yeah really. No, that, that, that comes November 1st, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> um, anyway, well, you know, we all, one of the things we all look forward to, of course, is the Haunted Mansion overlay. Well, you can see where it all began at California Adventure because you can join Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, when he first discovers Christmas Town in Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. This is a limited time annual passholder magic event. So this is on so you can see the original film um, at California Adventure in the Muppet Visions 3D Theater um, on Friday, September 13th um, at 7 p.m. and again at 9 p.m. The movie screening is approximately 80 minutes. Um, you can register um, and get your wristbands beginning at 12 noon on September 13th. Um, at the Muppet Vision 3D Theater, you do, and annual pass holders do have to have a, an active annual passport, and in, they have to be able to show it in order to register for the event. They may ask you for a photo ID as well. Um, they're, they're not taking any phone reservations for this or any other types of registration. They say that this is an all-ages event, but they do recommend that you be at least three years and older to um, see this, and everybody has to have be an annual, you know, have an annual pass holder. So anyway, so that's it. So um, enjoy, enjoy Halloween time on September the thirteenth. Excellent. It's you nice know, that's that, really. Go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say that you know they're doing this limited time magic thing, and every every Friday at nine, there's something on the limited time magic www.limitedtimemagic.com. But you know, a little later in the day, sometimes Saturday. If you go check the annual pass, if your annual pass, if you go to the Disneyland.com site and check annual pass holders, 
there's a, sometimes a little something magic there just for annual pass holders, like this, like this thing, or they're still doing the extended hours on some days for annual mm-hmm. pass holders. That's coming up again on the 19th. So I, I think I have that on the events page of the Diz, but you know, keep keep watching that annual pass holder page for limited time annual pass holder magic too. Maybe you could put a link to the events page on the Diz in the show notes. Yep, that'd okay. be nice. That'd be. Mm-hmm. Oh, and did did you guys talk about the new effects that are going to be in the haunted mansion for think, Halloween? Yeah, I don't think we've gotten word officially word. I know there's rumors on other sites, but it looks a lot. What do you know, Michael? It, because it's the thirteenth. The thirteenth version of it, right? Yeah. Supposedly, the what the rumor is is that the stretching, uh, the stretching portraits are going to be different, right? And hmm. and that they're they're going to be almost like three dimensional in that they're what's if they're going to be stained glass, and then as they stretch, the objects are actually the image is actually going to exit, leave the portraits. Oh my gosh, how cool. Yeah, so a lot, yeah, a lot of surprises for the 13th, I think, is, it's gonna be really fun. Has so, anybody seen what, what the cake's gonna look like this year? You know, every year they do a different cake on the, for the, the dining ginger, room table. The gingerbread house, yeah. The gingerbread house, excuse me. We'll find no, out, uh, we'll find out tomorrow. At the, at, at the Unleash the Villains. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. And I, Tom, I threw you off. Be there. Yeah, I was like, what? Um, Tom, you're going to be there, and I'm going to be there. Is anybody yep. else going to be there from the team? I don't I think so, because so, okay. I'm not going to be able to. No, I won't be there. We'll tell you all about it. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> On live stream. There you go. On live stream. <laughs> Tom, Tom will sing, I'm sure. Um, no. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, all right, thank you, Michael. Um, Nancy. Okay, yet another Friday the 13th epic event for all of you Genie and Burke collectors, which I used to be one. (laughs) There is um, a new bag um, that will be inspired by the Haunted Mansion. And it is, I actually like this one. I haven't been too big of a fan of some of the later latest Dooney and Burks that have come out, and I don't especially like the new texture of the bag. But this is actually really nice. It's themed off the Haunted Mansion wallpaper. It's a gray background, black leather trimming all over, central black, a central pocket with black leather flap, and it has a little tag with the Haunted Mansion logo on it. So um, cool. And there's a couple styles, I think, think yes um it's really really nice it's also got a red interior and an external zip pocket um so it's going to retail for 330 dollars plus tax i'll get two yeah <laughs> <laughs> annual password or discount um i'm sure because they're you know they're having it at um vault 28 in downtown disney the world of Disney Store also will be carrying it. Disney Clothiers at Disneyland Park and Elias and Company at California Adventure. Um, it will not show up on Disney Parks online until later in the fall. Um, I'm hoping this one will be a little more limited or, you know, a little more, how do I want to put it? The last time they did a park-themed bag, IK, the Disney 55th bag. Um, it was kind of 
a lot more extensive than it probably should have been. Because, you know, they made a big deal about it appearing on one day. But anyway, I'd, I want to get this one. I actually do. So Are you are you into the Harvey bags, too? I actually own the Mickey and Minnie Kiss bag, um, which Aww. is the white with the black outlines, red lining, and... Uh, yeah, I have that one, and uh, I like the Harvey bags. And in fact, I have to say this: I had an issue where the little knobs fell off the bottom of the purse and exposed the tacks. And I took it took it to the Harvey booth at D28. I got it back about a week later, and they had completely cleaned it. It looked like a brand new purse. Nice, and it was free. The, all the repairs were free, hardware wow. and stuff like that with the Harveys all come in. Now, I haven't been quite as fortunate with customer service in with Junie and Burke. Some, everybody says that that's kind of a complaint they have. Um, so, there we go. Um, the, uh, the ones I'm actually not horrendously fond of are the, um, the Le Sport Sack bags. That are from. What, are, what do those look like, Nancy? Those, they were famous for their small world line. They they were the ones that did the small world oh, bags I at those first. Were cute. They're cute, but for the same price, you can get it. You know, you can get a leather, you know, a Junie and Burke with leather, or you can get the Harvey bag, which is, it's visually more substantial of a purse. The the sports sacks to me feel like cheap tote bags. I see. They just, it's a different texture. Now, it'll be interesting to see what these new Vera Bradley bags do when they come to Disneyland. Um, the designs are nice. If you're, I'm not a big Vera Bradley fan, and I'm not a fan as much of the uh, French, um, the French paisleys and the French country art kind of style, which is big in Vera Bradley. So, we'll have to see. But I like this one. This is cla- a classy bag. Classy trim. It, it's almost a quintessential black purse, and you wouldn't be able to tell it was Disney. For those, except for the except for the tag that says Haunted Mansion on it. And it's a very, you know, it's a very lean kind of, you know, just like a branding tag, almost yeah, it's, like it's, a keychain really tag. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's tassels on the side, and and it, for those of you who don't like to carry bags that screen Disney or want a more subtle Disney bag for the office That's or whatever. Oh come on! <laughs> Everybody's got a business meeting, they you know, or business thing they have to go to sometimes where they just can't. Like I would take this out on a night out. This is how you would tell a real Disney fan because, like you said, Nancy doesn't scream Disney at you, except for those of us who know the wallpaper of the mm-hmm. Disney uh, right. at the Haunted Mansion. Yes. And then you're going to look at that, and people are going to say, okay, I, I recognize that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, like I said, it's a classy-looking bag. I really like it. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Um, a couple of menu updates. we got some uh, changes, minor changes, to a couple of the restaurants at Disneyland Park. Uh, Harbor Galley has added a couple seafood options. They've added a classic lobster roll, and they've also added a shrimp sa- uh, shrimp cob salad to the menu. Uh, steak salad is still offered, 
And then uh, their soups, nothing's changed there. Their broccoli cheddar is still there, as well as their clam chowder, which are both served in the bread bowls. Baked potatoes get, are getting a little bit of a makeover. The broccoli cheese potato goes away, um, and it's replaced by one topped with shrimp salad. Ooh. And the barbecue chicken potato gets a dollop of coleslaw. Interesting. And the bacon cheese sour cream version stays the same, because really what can you do to bacon and sour cream? Um, and then, so that's kind of cool, little changes there. And then over at Rancho de Zocalo, they're getting quite a few new things. They're getting a new Guadalajara burrito which is packed with slow-cooked carnitas. And for those of you that don't know, that's pork. Uh, yeah. Refried beans, cheese, and uh, refried beans, rice, and cheese, and a flour tortilla topped with tomatillo sauce. Yeah. And this is the same carnitas pork that has been recently added in uh, to, to the menu in uh, carnitas tacos. And also, a true classic, they say, they are now serving pollo and mole, which is tender Ooh. chicken in a spicy sauce with a hint of chocolate and peanuts. Yeah, chocolate and peanuts and chili, that's what makes up mole. Yum. It's mole so good. so yummy. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds weird for a lot of people who have no experience right. in that aspect, but it it's really good, and there's a great story to how mole was invented in a... Um, Somebody was carrying chili and somebody was carrying chocolate. (laughs) You got chocolate in my chili. You got chili in my chocolate. No, apparently a a bishop was visiting one of the missions and the nuns who were there didn't have, you know, they had to come up with something to make for him, to feed him, and their pantry was very low. So they basically just grabbed tons of different stuff and threw it in and that's how mole happened. Wow, well, so, it was so a great the, find because it's delicious. Is the chili meat made from moles? What is mole meat? Is mole an actual defined word in Spanish? It, oh, it Spanish eater? Uh, chocolate and chili sauce. Yeah, with peanuts. <laughs> with peanuts. You know, I've never heard of it being with peanuts. Yeah, that was new to me, too. Yeah, it's typically just chocolate and chili. Oh, okay. And tomatoes. And and I'm surprised that Disney put peanuts in there with all of allergies. these people. Yeah, with the food yeah, allergies. Yeah. Um, also, Nancy's favorite Hacienda Caesar salad, they are yeah. adding a carne asada version. So you can get your classic chicken <laughs> Caesar salad, or you can get one with carne asada on top. Yum. And yeah. I love, I'm a big carne asada. I'm, I'm a big, big carne fan and... and Yum. And then they've added for the kids and a version of arroz con frijoles. My kids hate that stuff. Yeah, Rice and beans? Rice and beans. My kids hated it. They used to serve it at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Oh, okay. In their in their kids' meals. Well didn't they have they used to have uh, like in the a chicken meals. They had, they had a chicken a chicken one. A chicken and rice. This is just beans and rice, so Shoot, that was uh, a staple when I was a kid growing up. Oh. <laughs> I'd love it. So anyway, um, we will get these updated in the next week or so on the Diz. Um, you can find the, I'll the link to the menus. What, where are you laughing, Mary Jo? 
Okay. If you want to know, it's Michael's comment on Facebook about us recording this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind, I won't ask. Now, what are y'all but not paying attention to the conversation <laughs> we'll here? I'm up. paying attention. I'm multitasking. <laughs> we'll give this updated as soon as we can on the, on the, on the Diz. Um, if you see a menu that is new and you want to give, get that to us so we can update it on our website, you can send that to menus at wdwinfo.com and it will go straight to Teresa in Orlando and she can update the website so that all of your fellow Disney fans will see the new menu. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, so many people everybody? don't realize we have such good menu listings on yeah. the site. I'm going to, I'm going to update a bunch this weekend too, so. They go to other sites and then they come onto the Diz and they say, oh, go to this site. Yeah, and somebody said, oh, here's the menu on, it's like, yeah, we have that menu too. I sometimes get We don't, better. we don't get that so often anymore. No, I, we, I think we just, are. we just did the other day, so. Since Tom took, uh, since Tom took over? Yeah, well. Cause Tom's done a really, I gotta say this, Tom, you've done a really good job at keeping everything up to date. I think so. Oh yeah. When Carol and I are planning trips for Disneyland, Disney World, we always, Go to the Diz for the menus when we plan where we want to eat. Excellent. And, and like I said, we, we would love to have your help. If you if you see a new menu or something like that, just take a picture of it with your cell phone and email it over to us, and we'll get it updated right away. What's that email address again? Menus with a plural and menus at www.info.com. If, if you forget it, just email it to me, Tom at www.info.com, and I'll make sure it gets to the right spot, or I'll get it updated myself if I'm in that kind of mood. He's cute like that. I am sometimes. <laughs> Don't tell anybody though. Alright, that is, that will do it for rapid fire. Thank goodness. Alright, let's time for the thread of the week, Mary Jo. Uh, this week we have a thread from Casey's mommy. Aww. Uh, she's been with the Diz since 2007 and she lives over in Marin County, um, in California. And she puts, ever had to decide be- between a Disney and non-Disney vacation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were thinking about going on a kid-free vacation to the south, Hilton Head, Charleston, Savannah, next May. I've always wanted to see that part of the country. I was really excited about it. But then I started thinking, our kids will only be this young once, and for now we should probably keep vacationing as a family. And we, when kids are as young as mine, seven and almost three, Disneyland is easiest and best vacation choice for yeah. us. <laughs> they just light up at Disneyland, and we all have the best time. I can visit the South another time, but right now my go-to vacation spot is Disneyland. See you in May, Mickey. We chose Disneyland. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so then in the thread, we're having a a conversation of people who, um, you know, have also had that, that discussion in their families. You know, are they going to do Disney? Are they going to do a non-Disney vacation? And it's really a big um, decision maker for a lot of families you know because it's not cheap going to either of the disney resorts right but the return on investment is so great with uh, <laughs> the value for your money the value for your money you know the memories you just you just can't yeah. um, replace them so um what i thought is i'd ask you guys if you had to choose other than disney what vacation would you go on vegas that's not a vacation. All right. Yeah, it is. What happens right, yes. in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> we don't know what he does there. <laughs> but Tony's usually with him when it happens. I know, one, right? That's, that was, was only one time and I didn't inhale. Um, 
<laughs> oh, that's just so wrong. That came out not the way you wanted it to. <laughs> no, that was exactly how I wanted it to. Um, Poor Tony, don't pick on him when he's not here. We drive, we drive to the beach sometimes, but not really for a lengthy vacation. I don't think we've ever been on a, you know, well, no, I mean, my family's been on vacation. They'll go back east and go visit my brother in Buffalo or go to St. Louis or something like that, but. It's always Disney with me for some reason. It's always Disney. What about you, Nancy? Well, we've unfortunately um, have to wait a little bit for the girls to be a little older to make it worthwhile, but we want to take them to Washington, D.C. and do the Smithsonian and things like that, you know, and really educate them more on our country because I think a lot of people forget about those kinds of vacations these days. But um, also I want to take them to Europe. At some point. There's a lot to see in our country. Yeah, I mean, but once again, clo- we end up having to stay closer to home. So I love a good Monterey vacation out here in California. I think that's oh, one of my favorite I relaxing vacations. Yeah. Monterey's just gorgeous. Yes. Beautiful spot. Michael, what about you? Now, is this a family vacation or just like someplace I'd like to go? Well, do both. If you were going to do a family vacation, where would it be? Oh, gosh. You know, I think it was a family vacation probably back to Hawaii. We did that for, I had a milestone birthday a few years ago. Kids are still (laughs) in college, and it was, Carol said, pick wherever you want to go. And everyone assumed I'd pick a Disney vacation. And I I, I chose Hawaii because I thought that would be something more for the whole family to do. And it was fantastic. But I think I would, yeah, I think I'd probably choose Alani and, you know, as a family vacation. (laughs) So it's Disney, Disney, but not really, you know, a little of both there. But, um, flavor of Disney. Right, excuse me. But I think if, if, where I would love to go is I'd love to go to England and France. Mm. Yeah. See, see, cast made out of stone instead of cement. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. So. How many bricks are in? Please. And 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 I, lo- and I love to go to, on a safari in Africa, photo safari. That would be nice. I had a friend of mine did that, and she said it was. She went for two weeks though, um, and she said it was fantastic, fantastic vacation of a lifetime. There's lots of vacations I want to do, but just doing them is another thing. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. For for me, when my kids were growing up, ours was camping. We would go, Yosemite's just gorgeous, and we would actually spend two weeks camping in the mountains and just to get away from everything. Right. Well, when I was a kid, we didn't do we didn't do mountain camping, but we always camped at, at well, no, we we would go to the beach. We'd go to uh, Morro Bay or, you know, Pismo Beach along the central coast, or we would go up to the Sacramento uh, Delta area and camp up there. Oh, that sounds good. I've yeah. never gone camping at the beach. That would that would be kind of a neat thing to do. Well, I mean, they they, they have campgrounds that are, are you know like a, away from the beach, but at you know in the in the beach location. So yeah, it's not same like you're camping. It's not like you're camping where the water's gonna knock you over. But you could do well, that. Well, I know too, Dana I mean. Point. Yeah, Dana Point has camping on the beach. Yeah, oh Pismo so, does too. Pismo Beach do does they? too. Yeah. Oh, Shadow Dunes. You can drive. Oh, you can drive your RV out onto the beach. Which is, well, say that again. Which is hard. To, I mean, you, you can drive it out there. Getting it back is is another issue. 
<laughs> Once it sits on the beach for there. a week and it gets buried by the sand, and then you gotta oh make my sure gosh. you have a four wheel drive to to pull it out. Yeah, when I was in uh you know right out of high school and stuff like that, my buddies would go out there. They all had the ATVs and stuff like that, and we would go camp at Pismo and drive out on the beach. Good times. I don't remember much of it though. <laughs> well, not if you went with your buddies. No, right out of high school. Yeah, imagine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, there's a lot of really good suggestions well, on this. You didn't thread. tell us, Mary Jo. You didn't tell us what you, what your uh, dream vacation is. Oh, my dream vacation is to go to Spain. I've been I've been really blessed. I I go to Spain to visit family and and I've gone. Gosh, okay, dream vacation. Probably Mediterranean cruise would be a great vacation to do, where you um, stay on a ship and mm-hmm. you go in and you spend a day looking. Uh, visiting the different uh, cities in Europe. That's what. So that's that's one of the next. That's Christie's bucket list cruise is to do Mediterranean. Of course, she wants to do Disney, but you know. Uh, and there you go. You go back. You know, Disney has a little bit of everything yep. for, yeah. for everybody. You know, especially with their um, and and I'll I'll just say the Adventures by Disney. If somebody wants to go and have a pretty spectacular time. They can go uh, Adventures by Disney, and that's contact Kevin if you want to do something like that. There's also the there we have a forum on the Diz where pe- they talk about the different Adventures by Disney um, trips, and people can go on those and and see if there's something that interests them and read other people's experiences there. But, but if anybody would like to um, go to our thread on the Disneyland board. Again, it's called Ever Had to Decide Between a Disney and Non-Disney Vacation by Casey's Mommy. We'll have a link in our show notes to it, and you can read or please uh, post on it and give your ideas of what you would like to do. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Um, I have one more housekeeping because this breaking news just came in. Well, it's Ooh. not breaking news, but anyway. <laughs> um, last, week, last week we talked about um, our help segments. And I put a, a word out. Well, I've I've gotten confirmation of who our next person we're going to help is. Oh. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, and this was somebody that had emailed me back in March when we were originally asking, but her trip is until December. Mm-hmm. So um, Christmas trip. Yeah. So if 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 I didn't pick you, keep sending those emails in. If you have a trip in January, February, because we'll we're going to keep doing this because it's really fun. Um, I'm not going to give the name out just in case, you know, um, but this is, uh, three couples, uh, two sisters, their significant others and mom and dad. And the Dizzer's boyfriend doesn't understand Disney. Oh, so this is kind of a different demographic. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. This, uh, our first segment with her will be go up September 26th. And then every four weeks after that, until their trip, so. So is our first, is our, is our advice for her to dump him? No, oh, Michael, no, convert him. <laughs> That's Michael at www.info.com. Jeez. <laughs> so this, this, that's going to be a fun show because it's, it's, like I said, something different than what we've done before, so. Yep. We should have lots of advice for her, hopefully crossing my fingers, knocking on wood. Um, thank you, everybody. That is going to do it for this segment of The Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. 
Thanks for listening.